0: please repeat om namo, om, om, namo om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya
1: Devaya.
0: Om Mangalam Gurudevaya Devi Matrikcha Mangalam Mangalam Bakta Brindeviu Sarva Mangalam Om Stapa Kaya dharmasya Sarva Dharmasarupine Avatar of Arishtaya Ramakrishnayate Namaha Om Sarashiva Samaram Bam Madhyamam Ashmaracha Raprayantam Bande Gurum Param Param Om Guru Rabrahma Guru Vishnu Gurudevo Mahishwaraha Gurudevo Param Brahman Tasma Sri Guru Namaha Om Sri Sharada Guru Namaha So, last week, we, last
2: week we had a guest speaker, Sami Paramananda we have news has arrived safely in Taos and continuing I think today probably to continue his trip to Colorado after earlier than uh, I yesterday day before yesterday morning just yeah, yeah. That's good. and so um, yeah. um and the week before that we, we were last couple talks we've given on the Kali Sasanama and I thought I was going to continue but then I did uh, let's peek let's see what the Bhagavatam says oh we left off I'm going okay this is I can be a nice topic to, of discussion. Uh,
0: so, we're going back
2: and forth between Kali Sasanama and Krishna Leela from the Bhagavatam. And sometimes we s- feel that the, the bars between these two manifestations of divinity are a little different. right? Uh, but uh, two days ago, we celebrated this Falaharini Kali Puja, a very auspicious day. Something kind of like our founding day. We were kind of our annual function in a certain sense. Uh, uh, and it's uh, and it, it it's a a form of kali that's worshipped uh, that it has a story connection to Krishna to connect these two leelas. And in the past, we've actually given talks on those days. We didn't get a chance last time, so I want to at least cover a little bit just to connect it to in the two again. this is not from Bhagavatam and from the main text. This from the secondary later text, but they're very beautiful is that we know, the sto- we know Radha and Krishna. We usually think, who is Krishna's, who is Radha's husband? You immediately say, oh, Krishna. Krishna is not Radha's husband, the story. right? Radha had a husband. Even, to be honest with you, I don't, I'm not remembering Radha's husband's name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm? Abhimanyu. Abhimanyu, Abhimanyu is, is Radha's husband's name. And, uh, uh, and the daughter-in-law and the um, sister Jatila and sister. Tatila the, the mom. The mom the and Kutila. And Kutila. Right, Takura often says, with Jatila and Kutila, there's night, no." Yes, 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 Swamiji read last night. Without Jatila and Kutila, there's no good story. A story doesn't get going, so there has to be some trouble. And in this type of arrangement, the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law, maybe some, they're w- they're watching out, you know, <laughs> the uh, uh, what's happening with Radha the new the, the new girl in the house that they're not happy with. And so, anyway, so in the story, Krishna Radha is out with Krishna, right? And and uh, the. Uh, her sister-in-law is constantly trying to catch. And he knows she's, she's hanging out with Krishna, right? And I want, I want the, my, I want my brother to know what his wife, so-called wife, is doing, right? So he, they go off. Uh, so one day sh- she follows him to the forest. She sees Radha and Krishna are, are uh, having some romantic interlude in the forest. So she runs to tell her to her brother and, and pulls him to so see, see, kind of like see, see what, see what you see what is doing. Right, but Krishna sees what's happening, and he tells Radha a little before, "Go and collect some fruit from the forest. Go collect lots of fruit." So they go and collect all this fruit, and they bring the fruit. And he says, "Now worship me with the fruit." And as soon as she begins to worship her, Krishna becomes Kali, right? right so and and and. and, and Okay, Mm -hmm. and uh, 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 Radha's husband comes and sees, and nothing. There's nothing wrong here. Radha is worshiping Kali, so it's very nice that you get literally Kali in front, you know. (laughs) And the tradition is that Kali, Kali is the Kula Devata of of Radha's family. This is the family deity, right? In that, in the stories in that area of Raj, uh, some places people were devotees of Kali was common, and Kachayani was the local Shakti Pitam. Kali was worshipped, and Nishingadev was also worshipped. in, in Radha's birthplace, Nishingadeva is the Gram Devata, the village deity. Is even now there's a famous Nishingadeva temple in in Varshana. So this is so. So Krishna became a fruit eating, fruit eating Kali. And so usually we think of Kali. we were talking she's a bloodthirsty, not really, but a bloodthirsty goddess. The, the story is that. So here she's offering, offering fruit. But Falaharini means one who eats fruit but also one who takes the fruits so this is one who we offer the fruits of our a- we give lots of fruit on this day of course but th- we offer the fruits of our actions and in the story in sri ramakrishna lila in the lila prashanga it's told that this was a culmination of, of many years of asana of 12 years or more of visadhana. that he on this night he was going to do the puja in his room rather than the temple so other people are arranging the temp- puja in the temple Tagore was worshipping in his room and his nephew and Ramlal and others arranged all the paraphernalia for his puja. And then, and were they assuming that they would establish the ghatam, the Ghat, the water pot to do the puja to. That's a common thing. But he told, he, he made arrangements, said, I want uh, Sharada, my wife, to be present during that puja. And uh, uh, so she also came at the appropriate time. It's, I think the story says around 9, 9.30, 30, uh, Sharada Devi came. And Thakur directed for her to sit on the wooden plank that was for the deity that he had decorated. And so, in kind of a trance, she, you may, so if I tell you, like, please go sit on the altar, I'm going to worship you now. Yeah. You may be like, but, you know, saw me, are <laughs> you sure that's okay? You know, she didn't, she didn't uh, obje- object. And Thakur did the full puja and did the full worship to her. She went into an ecstatic state, a meditative state. And um, then it said at the end of which, Thakur took his, ma- his japa mala and offered it at her feet right as the uh, the fruit of all his sadhana was offered to to uh Devi. and but he also they said he did shodashi puja and some people say, oh shodashi puja means 16 items doesn't mean 16 items of course so 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 there is a we do puja with 16 items but the 16 item 16 here means 16 year old so it's the name of lalita tipura sundari. and when he says when he invoked her, he says hey tipura sundari. And he invoked Devi in, 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 in Holy Mother. So we know and, and amongst the Dash she is she's for sure. So a very auspicious um, uh, uh, day. Uh, and today, today is, um, uh, there was uh, one of the more uh, colorful and eccentric uh, uh, holy people that we've met, Mahajaya Sati Bhagavati, today was her birthday. She's passed away some years ago. She was a devotee of Neem Kruli Baba and uh, uh, has a big ashram in Florida and she has come here several times and she was very close to her, a uh, great well-wisher of Kali So we're thinking of her today also, very wonderful, uh, colorful, the most colorful saint, saintly person we've ever met, <laughs> very uh, uh, unconventional, but full of love and did much service. And her disciples are doing so much service. So anyway, so where we were last week, or last mm, how long ago was it? Last time we did the Bhagavatam is um, Krishna uh, Balaram, Brahma stole the cows and calves. Remember? So Krishna went off. Krishna went off with his with his boyfriends and the boys with the calves, and to go uh, into the forest. And Brahma, the creator, the secondary creator, right? uh, uh, He he wanted to show. Some say that he showed ego, and then he he wanted to. Show, oh, I'm. I don't know who this person. I'm going to show how powerful I am by stealing the cows and calves, and and, and cowherd boys. Um, others. The text itself says, "Actually, in order to get Krishna's grace, he did this." Right. So there is. So there is some lila. It had to happen. It was an important thing, and definitely by thinking about this, there's much grace for us to think about this lila. We spent I think two weeks on this lila where uh, uh so so he steals so krishna immediately knows he, he looks and, and all the boys and calves are gone within a second he realized brahma has stolen them. so there's no problem right and so out of himself he create he himself manifest as all the boys and all the calves right and and so no problem so they all the new boys the new calves they go back home and now the parents when they see their children come home and the cows when they see their calves come home they're so happy but now they're so much more happy because it's, now it's directly krishna Right, and it says that they live one full year. Uh, uh, Krishna playing all the parts of the cows and all the parts of the cowherd boys. Right, and then Brahma, because it says actually one one day of Brahma is one year on this land. So it was actually for, for Brahma is only for a moment that he did this and realized it was like. Thank. But so, the, so Brahma steals the boys and the calves, puts them in a cave. Right, and then he looks, and there are the boys, and there are the calves. It's like, oh, what what is this? He became amazed. Ah. Now I realize this is Krishna, Krishna has become everything, right? And then we read that story. It's a elaborately, beautifully told story. But there's so much to it. Of course, it's showing the 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 power of Krishna. Krishna, two bhagavansam. So he's God in the story, right? That he can do everything. He's uh, supreme. It's also a um, seen as a de- uh, historically as a bit of a development of a sectarian. Change where certain deities before even Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva were first in the olden in, in, in ancient days. We had Naga worship, we had Indra, Varuna, the Ashwins, right? These were the main deities of the Vedic pantheon. Agni, right? Uh, 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 Indra, like this, and and then slowly the Puranic deities. If, if it's not offensive to talk like that, I'm just talking a general general historical thing, not trying to shake historical uh, scriptural faith. Uh, the pranic de- like Brahma Vishnu and Shiva became more predominant. The Trimurti, right? And so a lot of the stories have Bra- the, like Indra trying to, and he'll do that with uh, with uh, lifting of the Govardhan mountain. Try, show you, I'll show you who's God. And then little boy defeats him is- easily by lifting up a mountain, right? Showing that. So it's, it's, uh, it could could be seen also as a change where the worship of Vishnu uh, uh, became more predominant. Uh, although th- 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 over the Vedic the pranic deities became predominant over the Vedic deities. And there's another movement where now even the worship of Krishna became predominant oh, even over the worship of the trimurti Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, even over Vishnu. Right? In the Bhagavatam, Krishna is both an incarnation of Vishnu and the source of Vishnu's incarnations right so there's a there's a shift that happens right so this story can also be seen a little bit of that oh, brahma thinks he's so great but krishna is supreme right so he's he shows his power and krishna shows more power so this serves sort of that function also but then there's a bit of a, a bit of a mystical uh, advaitic type of understanding that krishna has become everything he's a, he's all the cows and he's all the calves right and so even before brahma stole them and he manifested all the cows and all the calves so that's wonderful. That's a big realization. But even before then, he's become all the cows and all the cats. Krishna has become everything. Right? God is God is uh, God's playing actually all the parts. And actually, that, that's a line several times in the Bhagavad Gita that the one's playing all the parts. That he's the only one. He's become everything. He's become everyone. Right? Tarkar also says like that. This is a very high realization when we realizes that God has become everything. Right. And then the story in the Bhagavatam related to Brahma. In this is, if we go back to the very beginning of the, B- the Bhagavatam, Brahma comes out of the navel of Vishnu. Right, we know that, and he and he opens his eyes and he sees only darkness. Doesn't know what to do, and so, uh, uh, and then he goes back into the navel, trying to find uh, where his that lotus, trying to find going back to the stock, trying to find the source. What's the source? Of course, a simple thing. He goes back and finds Vishnu, and he hears tapas. He meditates. There's a story like that. But there's a sub-story when he goes trying to find. Okay, I'm on this lotus. There's no. There's the, the only thing in the world is me and the lotus, right? There's no creation yet, right? So where is the source? What's the seed of? A, what's the source of a plant? The seed. Let's find the seed, right? So let's. If I follow the trace back, I'll find the seed of the plant. But where is the seed of the plant? Where 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 the seed go? The question: since, since, you're, since you're not enlightened, according to last week's talk, <laughs> are you enlightened? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, 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 if so, if, if, a, if a seed, you plant the seed, and it becomes a plant. And so, if you look at the plant and try to trace where where did the seed go, where did the seed go? anybody know? Do you know the answer? <laughs> it becomes a plant, right? If you look for the seed, you, you look, you won't find the seed, right? The seed is now in the form of the plant. So Brahma goes to find the source of of of, of the, the lotus that he's in, and therefore his he's born from the lotus. Where's the lotus born from, right? And he sees well, it, he can't find it because it's the lotus, right? So that that the, the the one we're looking for has become everything. So where to find? So this is there's a theme throughout that. So the story is hinting at that interpretation. Can be we gave that interpretation last last time also. So that's the the uh, uh, this look, we're kind of where we left off last last time, on the Bhagavatam. So now Brahma, Lord Brahma, he's now seeing this event, having or a certain says having this realization. What's his realization? One realization that it's not his power, it's Vishnu's power, it's Krishna's power. That's one. But here a deeper realization that that actually that he's become everything, including Brahma, including the cows, including everything, including this world, right? Uh, uh so, how to have this realization? What does is, what is that that realization? What is it? What's that realization? That revelation uh, elicits these beautiful prayers that are very deep. And I think that today, I this morning, I work in a little bit. This afternoon, this morning, I was able to translate roughly <coughs> uh, uh, eight verses. So this is the first. So we'll do it in two, three sections over the next few weeks, probably. Um, Brahmu Uvacha Brahma says
0: Brahm, uh, naomi Brahma vapuse ama, um, uh, uh, Naomi
2: I bow to you the most worshipable one unto you Abra Vapuse whose body is like a dark cloud. Right, so now it's described, this, is, this, is, this, uh, this opening is almost a dhyan mantra. Dhyan mantra is a mantra that describes the form of the deity to meditate upon. Right, It's called a dhyan mantra, meditation form. So it's actually presenting a, a, one of the classic meditation forms of Krishna. Usually we think of Krishna playing the flute, bent in three. That's one pose that's mentioned in the scriptures, with Radha at his side, or in, like this. This is, this is Krishna as a child. Also you see the little baby Krishna holding a sweet, that's a Dhanjana Mantra. So this is describing, this is a very classical pose of him during his young days. First it says that his body, his form is like a dark cloud. Now of course we read, or uh, Swamiji read a few weeks ago when, last week, the dark cloud has Krishna black. That was last 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 night, no? Mm. I think so. He's far away. You take water in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. So because th- uh, Tukar mentioned it several times, somebody asked, "Why is Krishna black or dark? Why is Kali dark or black?" And he said, oh, because of distance, right? Uh, if you take, if if you go close, they're not black. At all. They're not dark at all. They have no color." And then Thakur gives the example of water. In the water of a lake or in the ocean, looks blue, right? You go up and you look, and there's no, and there's no color at all. You look up at the sky. The sky was oh, it's a beautiful blue sky. It's not a blue sky. Right where he holds it, it says no color at all. Right. Also, the talker says that why is Krishna looks these three? Is he, it says described to three and a half cubits. Means the size of a man. Right. But he's God. He's not the size. He's infinite. His body is infinite. Right. So it's not the size of a man. It looks the size of a man from a long distance because we, we seem to be far away. Right? We're seeing from a, a long distance. So the first thing is he's dark. Abra uh, vapu uh, whose body is dark. Tadit, um, Ambaraya, whose cloth is like lightning. So this is very poetic, actually, because we know Krishna is dark, and he wears yellow cloth. That's a common iconographical form of him. Pitambara, he wears yellow cloth. But this is given. Yeah, of course, it's very extremely poetic. But it's also this is the language of of cowherders, right? Everything they're in one. They're in in a natural setting, not the city, where you know. Uh, they see the rain clouds are what, what is what the monsoon cloud? This dark cloud, like a dark monsoon rain cloud, right? And the, monso- and the monsoon cra- cloud comes with lightning. These beautiful streaks of yellow lightning, right? So it says that his body is like the cl- dark cloud, and his cloth is like the color of light. Very be- extremely beautiful uh, description, like lightning. And then he wears uh, 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 gunja avatam uh neck necklace or earrings of, of kunja we just had a long conversation about kunja beads with uh, adikesha because he's ordered 500 kunja berries mm-hmm. kunja berries are very sacred bead krishna's he wears them and also bagalamukhi and no matangi wears matangi wears kunja but they're little they're little they're extremely poisonous right and now there are people people who drill holes in them sometimes die <laughs> right come come uh, 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 people who wear people sometimes wear like necklaces of them and they start like hallucinating and it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's it does something it's a very dangerous bead right and so uh, uh, but I not knowing because I bought I, my, my, Krishna, my my little Krishna Murthy in, in my room has a necklace of Kunja because I know that's very sacred they're black and red these little tiny very sacred to Krishna but he's describing he has earrings mm-hmm. or necklaces made of Kunja dark skin his dark like a rain cloud cloth like yellow like light like streaks of lightning wearing kunja the de- berries as as ornaments earrings he's a course what is it the uh, Picha, um, he has a peacock feather like we know right Lashit Mukaya his face is radiant and shining right Vanya uh, um, he has a a, a garland of, of, of a forest uh, forest flowers Right, uh, this is Van, also the name of my Krishna. is called Vanamali, the one who wears forest flowers. Right? So this is just these are like wildflowers. Not like we we make gorgeous garlands out of expensive, you know, the, the you know all the beautiful garlands people make for Ma. But this is just the stuff, the little things that are found in the forest. Right? He's Vanamali. Right? He holds a. Uh, 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 oh, he has in his hand, just like you see Krishna, the like baby Krishna holding a sweet. Here he has, because this is not him baby as a baby, this is as a young boy in the forest. Right, so he's dressed like a like a, a herder and they take their food. So they have like their pots and bags of rice and yogurt and things like that. So he has in his hand, like he's, his hand he has a bunch of yogurt rice. Mm-hmm. Right, so he has some, so he's, he's, he's picnicking. This is a, a little picnic, a picnic scene, right. Uh, he has a buffalo, he has a stick. A dunda that he uses for herding, for the cows. He has a buffalo bugle horn, and of course his flute. And the scripture says his flute he keeps in his. This is not Krishna playing. It's Krishna. He has a flute in his belt, right, uh, and his his Lakshmichriyamritapaje, uh, 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 and and his uh, his very beautiful and beautiful lotus-like feet, right, beautiful. Uh, that uh, Pashupa Angajaya, he's the son of the cowherd man, which means the son of Nanda. So, this is just a, this is actually his Dhyan mantra. So, he says, Brahma is saying, I, I bow to that, um, uh, that most worshipable one, that idya, the, the one that's worthy of worship, and describe him dark as a rain cloud, dressed in, 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 in cloth like lightning, gunja berries, a garland of forest flowers, holding a flute, uh, um, a bugle. Um, uh some uh, some food from his lunch uh what was the other uh uh, uh and and the uh, 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 peacock feather so first it's just that meditation right but actually from the realization that he's everywhere which is what brahma just realized that he's become everything right now he says if so this is a very huge thing. It's like the one that's everything, everywhere. It's become everyone. It's become the cows and the cowherd boys and the, the land and the universe and countless trillions of universes and me and, and like the like he's you're like right there. Right. That that that's the that's the big realization. It's not only the infinite, all powerful being that's become everything. He's right in front of him. Right? You know, holding his hands smeared with his with yogurt rice because he's hungry. You know, like that. that, So that's the great. This is the great mystery of the Bible, Tom. How that absolute, infinite being is so intimate, is so known by affection and love, is become a a normal object, not a normal, but an object of affection, an object of realization, object of experience. And that's what these verses are going to be hinting at. How that that the the awesome, inconceivable one has become known. The We've talked about this. How the unknowable can be known. Right, like when, when Krishna knocked over those two Ashwin trees in the beginning, a right, little button, he knocked down those trees, and these two spirits came out, and they prayed to him, and all these prayers, like you are Purusha, you are Pakriti, you are beyond, you are Avyakta, this round description, beyond knowable, you are, you know, very high yogic Vedantic truth, like that. You are unknowable, unconceivable, imperceivable. Yet here you are, right? We're seeing you, right? Yashoda is uh, uh, is, is suckling you. You're playing with your friends, right? The inconceivable one, the yogis struggle so hard to understand, they can't do it. That scholars and Vedantas are trying to analyze and try to realize. You're right here, right? And then it says that even your sh- the, the, the greatest of sages and rishis have not attained what the simple cowherd girls have attained. By seeing, seeing you as, their, by loving you as their son, they've attained more... Incon- that which is impossible has been attained. So this is what these these lines are going. This is, a, this is how, this is the secret of bhakti and this is a devotional text ultimately how the inconceivable unperceptible uh, re- ultimate non-dual reality can also be an object of affection object of experience, object of direct realization relatively easy mm-hmm. <laughs> this is way it's going to go verse 2 so he says uh uh uh, uh Asya api deva vapapusaha mat anugrasya. Lord, this body, he's now pointing to him, you, you, this body of yours, right, it has appeared. Why? How can I see it? Right? Only because you're letting me see it. Right? Out of your great mercy, you are allowing us to see you. Right? Out of your own will and mind, right, this, uh, which appeared. Uh, Swa itcha mayasya, right? It comes out of your will, not out of maya, right? We 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 mayasya, um, Bhuta, uh, 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 It's not by buta or mayasa. Buta means the elements, not by matter. Our body comes because of matter, material development, or by maya. We're in maya, so we have a body. Or Your body is not the result of matter. It's not matter. It's infinite to become, become all these cowboys, for instance, and cows, you know. It's infinite. And it's not, it's not the result of maya. It's only a result of mercy. This is the thing it says. O oh Lord, this body of yours which appeared out of mercy for me, out of your own will and out of your own mind, not, is not the product of matter or maya. Even I, Brahma, can, cannot grasp its glory. Right? Even with my internalized mind. We say yogis, what do we, we, how, okay, everybody has to find God. How, what do you do to find God? First you have to do what we learn. You have to study the pose, study the breath, study the mind, try it, and focus on object of meditation, deep within, lose the distinction between object and subject. It is yoga and Vedanta we, we have a method of meditation, right? All roughly along those lines, right? He says even Brahma is the first yogi, right? He, he, he's a, and he, he's realized the supreme. Right, in order to create the universe, he heard all the Vedas and therefore created the universe. Right, but he even says that I'm that the body I'm seeing of you is only out of your mercy, not by my yogic ability. Even with my incredibly controlled mind, I cannot. How am I? It's not possible to see you. I'm understanding you. That, I'm understand. I'm I'm perceiving you only out of your mercy for me. This form cannot be grasped by regular practice. You know. So, if, if this body cannot be grasped, what to speak of your real essence? Right? The real essence of the, so- the soul of souls. This is a... this Sukha-anu-bhuta. What to speak of experiencing your real nature of infinite bliss. Right? You know, it can't be there. And so, there there is a... Um, um, uh, anyway, I'll go back to that. So Brahm, Brahma, in the stories, Brahma is the first, he, when he, in, in, in the simple way, when I Brahma, he opens his eyes at the beginning of creation sees darkness, right? And then he hears tapa tapa tapa, he heard resound the universe, right? So that means meditate. He closes his eyes and goes deep within, symbolically going through the thing, and finds the source of everything. And from that, he, becomes, he hears om, the first sound. Om expands and becomes a Gayatri. Right, and the Gayatri expands becomes the Vedas, and the Veda, and with the Vedic knowledge, he creates this world. That's how that uh, we really understand the creation of Brahma. Right, so Brahm, so Lord Brahma, is also the Vedas. Right, he's the father of the Vedas, and, and uh, he's a hearer of the Vedas. And so he's considered Vedic knowledge. And by saying even I, with my internal minds, can't realize this form of you, what to speak of your real essence. Right, he's actually one. This is, a, this is a poetic way or a way of saying even the Vedas cannot describe you. Right, so it's not just by, not only, not only is it impossible to reach by normal yogic practices, even by full Vedic, under, the Vedas themselves turn back, they cannot understand you. Right. So then he says that, there, so now he describes, so this is his realization, there's different types of people, this is that some just try to love God, others try to know God. Right, so this is the two different: the path of bhakti and the path of jnana. Of course, we're trying to know God, maybe through love. You're trying to love God through knowledge. I mean, they're not so distinct uh, categories, but you can say there's there's um, there's a, some tension between the path of jnana yoga and bhakti yoga, right? The path of knowledge and the path of devotion, right? So this is obviously going to be this is the, the Bhagavatam is from the path of devotion, so it's going to use that, that uh, uh, um, uh, it's going to glorify that. Says giving up the pursuit of knowledge and simply b- giving up jnana, right? Following jnana, trying to understand you, right? And simply bowing to you, right? Namam uh, manantaha, uh, uh, spending their entire lives just listening to you from the li- about you from the lips of saints. Right? I'm gonna I'm not gonna go word for to run out of time. From the lips of devotees of great saints, right? Uh, uh, stanasita stranasita being where they are wherever they are established they stay there you think oh if i do something like this i have to leave home I have to go into the cave i have to do this i have to change ashram to change varnas and you know, to, in order to and and find uh, wherever they are whatever situation they find themselves staying there not worrying about understanding everything just listening to uh, listening to your stories and your, your glories from the lips from the mouths of saints or devotees Right. Uh, remaining where they are, and they meditate upon you with uh, uh, with their body speech and mind this tanu van mano vanu bihi this uh, tanu means mind here van or vach means speech and mano means uh, tanu means body van means speech and mano mano bihi means mind so with their mind body and speech they simply meditate upon you Right. and it says O unconquerable one O unconquerable in the three worlds you are conquered by them so it says, how do you understand that these simple people being where they are simply trying listen, hearing what the saints say about you and worshipping you and meditate upon you with their mind, heart and soul right? body, mind and speech you could say right? they, you who are unconquerable become conquered right? this is the, this is the um, uh, a very big teaching of the Bhagavatam you can be you, that the, the ungraspable one can be grasped right we see in the story in the previous story mother Yashoda tied Krishna with a rope right so how is it that she who cannot be he who is infinite can be tied right so she, first she got the rope and tied and it was too short then she got more rope and tied and it was too short got more rope and tied and it was too short right so showing that she's, it's impossible but then he let her he let out of affection for his mother and the of affection that, she, that uh, uh, he let her. He let himself be tied or let himself and she tied him whatever happened she tied him right and so the commentary the the text itself says that even the greatest yogis even brahma right you mentioned the brahma and, uh, and and the great yogis and sages they through year, thousands of years of austerities have not attained what the simple cowherd girl did of course we know your is not a simple cowherd girl but but the, the story is like that just out of affection you've been caught you can we can understand God we can know God simply out of not trying to understand him just out of love for him love for her she can be grasped okay. this body mind and speech is very um tannu uh, manu uh, 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 uh. is it okay? So, uh, 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 Sanatana Goswami, one of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, primary disciples, he glossed this verse. What does this uh, body, mind, and speech mean? Jai Ma, please come. please come. What does body, mind, and speech mean? He says that for a devotee, see, he says, devotees, body, mind, this verse is interpreted one way for devotees and one way for non devotees. Right? He says, for the devotees, uh, through their body, words, and mind, they are able to conquer Krishna. They with with their hands, they they can touch him, they can worship him, they can bathe his murti, they can you know we, we we're touching directly the Lord. With their with their v- voice, they can call him, chant mantras, sing praise, kirtan, right. And uh, uh, with their mind, they can directly realize and meditate upon him. Right. So non-devotees tanman manobihi means, refers to, because he says, you are unconquerable, oh, unconquerable, you are conquerable by, de- by devotees, but this refers to the unconquer, in other words, a non-devotee, right, somebody just trying to understand, and so, this is an ancient world, in modern day we would say, oh, these are scientists, or these are rationalists, but th- that's an artificial, there's not the exact equivalent, right, but you could say this is the ancient world, saying are just trying to understand, independent of devotion, trying to understand the reality, Right, it says that that uh, uh, with their body strength, you can by physically. How can you prove God's existence? not possible in the laboratory. You can't prove God's existence, right? No matter how much you try to explain, they cannot explain God's existence, right? Uh, uh, with their mind, with their speech, like that. So it's for a devotee. It's different. So there are some who just give up. Any attempt to know and just love God, right? And they can conquer even the unconquerable one. But there's others, right? And sometimes we're in this position too. Uh, uh, there are some who reject the auspicious path of devotion, right? Shreya Srim Bhaktim, right? Who give up this all auspicious path of devotion, right? ye kevala boda lab labdaye. And they struggle, klishyanti, uh, uh, they, they suffer and struggle and struggle in order to, to understand, just trying to understand you by their mind. Actually, this term is kevala bodha, right, means that just, kevala means only just trying, just trying with their with their intellect, with their, with their, to try to understand. They give up the path of devotion and just try to understand you with their mind at great difficulty other ways it could be they try by by with great difficulty they try to realize Kavala, to realize the non-dual aspect of God the Kevalim the one without a second right both meanings are there right but so what will happen to them this is a this is a, a devotional attack you have to understand for them what could be the result of this years of hard struggle of trying to understand God intellectually without devotion that all they'll be left with is with that struggle at the end of it they have their struggle they don't have God for them only the struggle remain. They will remain in other words they will only attain the, the thing that they will, be, will have gotten is only that struggle right and it says na uh, anyata and nothing more than that for most right and then it describes just like husking uh, or um, uh, husking husk right you know you husk, husk you have grains you husk it to remove the grains but if you have once the grains are been removed if you sit there and you smash it and you do all this work no matter how much you'll get, you, you'll, you've done a lot of work for sure, but you'll get no grain. The grain's already gone. Right? So it's like husking grain that's already been husked. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is a very, you know, a, a, uh, the, uh, not a good painting of Jnana Yoga and the, the path of inquiry and, 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 and intellectual understanding like that. And, but one thing that's important Swami me, Padmananda was here a couple, a couple last week. He wrote one time in an email, philosophical email you know <laughs> describing <laughs> what he was studying that summer to so the writings of Sureshachara he's a great uh, uh, jnani in many ways right he says exactly the, the the purpose of philosophy and he talked both vedantic philosophy and uh, uh, like this in jnana yoga and dialectic analytical philosophy of, of Western system of logic and and and, and like this he says is it, it cannot reveal truth right so it's like with a, all it can do is remove falsehood remove right that's it, so that it up to mm-hmm. remove, remove mistake falsehood right so uh, good reasoning could show you where you've made mistakes in reasoning, but really good reasoning can't show you the truth right it only corrects mistake right and so th- I think for in, th- in that sense it has much value right and and so sometimes they say, oh, we don't want any I mean, you see it th- even in in public sphere right now people are like, oh." Reject any 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 um, uh, scientific analysis of anything like that. If we have faith; that's sufficient, right? That's okay, you know, kind of, but not really, <laughs> because uh, falsehood is not removed. Maybe the truth cannot be known, but falsehood has to be removed. It's a big piece of wood; it may take a little while to get going. So I was. I'm remembering Swami. Um, um, what is um, Krishna? There was a very nice Swami who came. He also went to the Vedanta Society. Spent a week at the Vedanta Society after us. Very sweet Swami from Varshana. This is the birthplace of Radha, right? And I've t- I mentioned, but and he and he he was saying that his his, uh, his Guru sent them all to school, all his disciples to school to study philosophy. Religion, philosophy, history, this type of stuff, right? And so I immediately thought, because we know, like, Takor makes a statement about studying. He says that to, in order to, if, if you want to kill somebody else, right, this is uh, like, you need a sword and a shield. If you want to fight somebody, you need weapons, right? And, but if to kill yourself, just one little, you know, uh, 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 nail clippers will do, you just do this, right? And yeah, it's not that hard to kill yourself. Right to kill somebody else, they'll put up a fight. It's not easy. You need lots of uh, ability. So Sri Ramakrishna said that for people who are going to be teachers, they need education. They need wisdom. They need knowledge like because they have to defeat. They have to destroy other people's ignorance. They have to defeat arguments. They have to convince people. And so Swamiji is a perfect example. He had. He was expert at philosophy, Western philosophy, music, logic. You know, every, every point he was, uh, every point he, so he was, he was, he had the ability to, not only the inner, inner experience and in grace, he had the ability to be a world teacher. But to a mystic, a simple devotee is not necessary, all this knowledge, right? And so I thought he meant that, because he's a, this, this Swami is a great devotee of Ramakrishna, right? So, oh, and I, I quoted just, I quoted that, he goes, no, 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 actually none of us are teachers. This is, I've never given a lecture in my life. We're all, we're all, um, um uh, hermits. Right, he sent each one of us, you, know, you go to Varshana, you go to this place, you go to Narmada, build this Makutira and do your sadhana, meditate. Right? None of us none of us are are ones who are spreading the Dharma. That's not our calling, right? He says he told us to go to school so that we don't become fanatics. Right. Two things. Don't and, and so we understand so we can we can see the mistakes in our own thinking, these two points, right? Right, because just on our own, you, we have our own text, our own thing, and you and you you have a circle of the world. There's a danger in that also, so there's. A, but but we. But he. It wasn't to realize God. It's to not become close-minded, not become. Yeah. So it, it's a, so I thought that was a very interesting, interesting thing. <laughs> so what, anyways, yesterday or de- last week, your read from the Kutama, His translation of the Ditta, Uh Talker is also talking about this because this is the two paths, Is the path of the non-dual realization that is gyana yoga and the pa- of, of of understanding and knowledge right that seems to be in the can 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 be appear as devoid of devotion which doesn't have to be obviously so perhaps it's an artificial huge dichotomy that doesn't have to be there and the path of devotion it doesn't matter i don't care about knowing anything i hear about god what i hear from the saints is sufficient and i dedicate my mind my my heart my soul my bo- my words my speech my thoughts to god and then with that i can even conquer God, right? Uh, and the thing is that the path of knowledge—it's—it's it's even the Gita. Krish Arjuna asks, "Which is which is which is superior—the path of knowledge, or the path—the the path of the manifest or the unmanifest, the formless or the f- or God with form?" And Krishna says, I, "I don't have the verse directly in my head right now, but the gist of it is that that actually the path of the formless is difficult, right? That's a pro- So it's not a matter of high or low. One's easy, one's difficult, right? And I remember when." I'm, I'm, I don't remember the exact person, but it was a challenge given. He says, oh, "I'm, am It says that Jnana Yoga, right? The path of knowledge is for the intelligent, right? Mm-hmm. Is it? And, and so I'm intelligent, right? But it's it's very difficult, right? And I'm intelligent, so I'll do the difficult thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was joking. He says, "An intelligent person does a simple thing, not the <laughs> a foolish person does a <laughs> difficult. So that's a stupid thing, you know. It could be somebody's nature, you know. That's another thing. Somebody you talked about people's nature like this, right?" But the, just the idea that I'm, I I, I'm going to reject the path of devotion for knowledge because I'm smart. <laughs> right? That's, the, you know, you husking, well he says you're going to husk, uh, husk, you're not going to get, it's very hard to get any result, right? right? Because how to know the unknowable, how, how to make an object of the subject, how, you know, it's, in, it's almost impossible. Not impossible, almost impossible, right? And who's going to know? That's another point, right? Like, they said that, that, that in that last verse, it says, Kavalya Buddha, right? When one has the knowledge of the One, right? It's not the non dual, the One, the singular, Kavalyam means with no, without, with no second, not even no second, it means like the unitary one singular being, right? So there's no. There's no when the, the singular being is realized, who realizes it? You don't realize it, you're a second being. It's not an object of realization. It's not a state to be attained, right? It's not a somebody to have to, to, to get to know, right? It's, there's only one. So, like when that knowledge comes, there's nothing else but that knowledge. There's nothing to know it. So, Samaji, can you read those that section?
1: So, um, Mani Malik, one of the devotees, had just gotten back from Varanasi, and he says he tells Ramakrishna, actually, "I saw another Sadhu. He said." Nothing will happen without controlling the senses. Just chanting, God, God, what's the use? Sri Ramakrishna says. Do you know what they're like? First you need to perform spiritual disciplines. You need to have control of the mind, shama; Control of the senses, Dhamma. And forbearance, tatiksha. They're trying to achieve Nirvana. They're Vedantists. And they only reason. Brahman is truth. The world is a lie. A very hard path. If the world is a lie, then you too are a lie. The one talking is also a lie. And even their words are like a dream. That's really a long way off. And then he says, do you know what it's like? It's like when you burn camphor and no residue remains. If you burn wood, then ash remains. After the end of reasoning, there's samadhi. Then I and you and the universe, none of this information matters anymore.
2: And Taku gives the example of a salt salt doll goes to measure the, the, the ocean. Right, and then so you send. We you know how 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 deep is the ocean? So you tend to make a, get a salt on go go find out. So you go, so the second he touches the ocean, disappears. Right, it's not that he becomes one. He is he's gone. Right, so he's not like oh well, he's in bliss. He's gone. <laughs> only the ocean. He's become. There's only ocean. There's no salt. in one with the ocean. There's only ocean. Right. So who's going to tell us how deep the ocean is? There's no information. Right. So that 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 that, that so that may be that may be an absolutely true state. Right, the only the uh, uh, even the ultimate truth if you want to use that language, right? But it's it's f- it's a far way off, right? Uh, difficult. Potentially difficult. Verse five. In the past, or infinite one, achuta, Actually bhumam, he use the word bhuma. Bhuma means huge, right? And, and and the Upanishad says that the, the happiness is found only in the infinite. Never in the finite; therefore, seek the infinite. That's one very famous verse in the Upanishad, right? So this is a name for Krishna also as the infinite, right? The one where, where the one we want, you know. Oh, uh, uh, um, in the past, oh, infinite one, many yogis, bahavopi yoginas, many yogis, uh, offering all of their actions unto you. In the past, many yogis have just offered whatever they do to you uh, uh, and through devotion cultivated by hearing about you like we're doing right through the uh, uh, they easily surrendered to you oh infallible one here it says Achutta and attained a supreme goal so so our uh, Brahma is, is comparing these two categories just in the, and if we look to the past many great saints called yogis they've realized you simply they hear about you and they me- and they meditate upon uh, uh, and they cultivate devotion and it says it's a uh, um, kato uh, what is it Kataha upanitaya this is, so this is like hearing and chanting katha uh, and so some have glossed this to be the nine forms of bhakti this is shravanam kirtanam smaranam vandanam Hearing, chanting, speak, uh, remembering, worshipping, befriending, worshipping the feet. This is revealed. The Navabhakti, Navarupa Bhakti is given the Bhagavatam. Uh, most famously spoken by Prahlad. He's the one who revealed the nine forms of devotion, practice of devotion. But they all start with hearing. or Hearing and, spe- and speaking. So here is the kata. Here, what do you hear? You hear about God. right? And so we hear about God. And then we speak about God. And we chant. Right? And that's how it starts. And all the other practices of devotion come. So in the ancient times, it says in ancient times, yogis hearing about, they offered everything, whatever they did, right, uh, uh, all their, like, uh, 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 wherever they are, their normal actions, all their actions, their, their karmas, their, their all their, their, their work, their duties, they, they did all their duties for you, they did their work for you, they offered their actions to you, and develop devotion by hearing about you, right. And this way they easily surrendered to you, who are achitta, uh, inconceivable, and parama, gati parama, Actually, it says, "Gati, uh, uh, pa, 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 Param, the supreme um, uh, goal, destination, right? The Paramgati. right? You are that. So they, by, so the the thing that with the pa, Param the supreme aim that the Gyanis are after, the Yogis are after, the Bhaktas are after, in the past, simply hearing about you, developing a devotion, offering all our activities to you, they attain, they, they, they easily attain that goal." Right so this is the conc- this is Brahma's conclusion right, right. You're, you're inconceivable yet you're in front of me about out of mercy and 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 if we simply love you and talk about you and hear about you and dedicate our mind speech and, and actions to you, then we, t- we can we can attain to even the, the you who are unattainable can be attained the unknowable can be known mm. right you can be you, here you are're in front of me you can't to say somebody oh you know uh, 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 oh. Uh, Ananda and Ananda, <laughs> Ananda to two Anandas, like you, uh, uh, you who who are, are imperceivable. You know, it's like here I'm, I'm seeing you. I'm not seeing you, the whole thing, but you, are, I, I am seeing you, right? So obviously, so this is how is it? Because we've we developed relationship, right? Without knowing you, if I sit there and close my eye, I want to realize you. Maybe possible, but difficult, right? I can somebody can tell me about you and introduce me. I can, I can call you, and you can co up, I can feed you. <laughs> Probably will. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but still, it's not a fanatical text. Right? So we, we we can often we can say like this that this this is um um uh uh what's it called? Um since only Subhakti and never jnana can God be known. That's not the message, it's not a fanatical text, although some interpretation makes it this is the meaning and they pound this meaning. See? Right right, and the next verses are are translated in a way r- that covers what they actually say right it doesn't actually so it says still right uh uh or nevertheless right ta api bumum mahimam agunasya te. still your the the glory your mahima the, the your glorious state of agunya that was without uh qualities your in, not I can't say impersonal, your non, non your um, formless reality, that that divine, mag- uh, glorious state of the non-dual reality, right, beyond gu- beyond the gunas, may be understood. It can be known, right, by amala, ananta atma one whose mind is completely pure, and. Antar, uh, atmabi, uh, and whose mind and senses are indrawn. Right. So this is the process. Of, so so as by meditation, by by understanding, it can you can be known. Still, it can be known if the mind is completely pure and completely withdrawn. If the sense is completely controlled, and, and, and we're completely in it. Can you can be known? What can, what aspect that that, that the formless. Aguna, that which is a glorious, magnificent glor- uh, uh, realization of the non-dual reality, that can be known, right? It's stated you cannot dismiss the ancient yogis and like that, right? Avivrik to understand it was about the avikritayats one above Without this is. Uh, a uh, Vrikritya, not that's beyond differentiation. It is beyond the, the, the object and the subject, the knower and the known. That when that duality is by the controlled mind, the spotless mind, the distinction, the real duality, the real spot, the real stain in the mind, is the perception of duality. When that stain is removed and and duality is, then the one is can it can be known. And in one sense, it's so easy to know. It's the only reality. Should be known instantly. It's known. It's that. So, are you enlightened? That's why I You know, it's it's the reality now, here and now. But we're not convinced of it. We are not perceptive of it because our minds. Not. So the the the, 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 the mul of the of, of perception of duality, subject-object relationship, is there, and we don't. But without that, the mind is pure, completely purified. The distinction between object and subject is 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 gone, and then it, it says swa uh, anubhavat, then by one's own direct perception. One can know it. One can one can directly know by by direct perception. What can be known? Arupataha. that which is beyond even form, right? The formless, the non-dual, the self of all beings can be known by the pure mind beyond subject and object, right? Without any illuminating agency, uh, anaya, bodaya, atmataya, uh, means that that. that we see by like I see the fire because the, f- the fire gives light and therefore I see there's something in with sun the moon the light is like but this is that you'll know without any nothing showing by the the, the self itself is the seer the self sees itself so it, says it can't nevertheless that can be known please yeah you please or you want the bench or the chair okay okay So although the point is, of uh, this verse, is that by devotion, simply by devotion, without any trying too hard, on the, without giving up devotion, uh, simply hearing about you and loving you, and dedicating our life to you, you can be known. Giving up the path of devotion for, a, for, the, for trying to understand you is useless. Still, not a fanatical statement. You can be known, but it's difficult. Thakur says that, and the Gita also says it's more difficult to, uh, to understand that. It says, oh self of the gunas, uh, gunat, uh, uh, guna atmanas, right? Uh, uh, you are the, you are the, self of the guna means that the gunas, everything in the material nature. You are the substrate, you hold everything, you are the truth behind everything. Oh truth behind everything, right? To count your glories, to count your uh, qualities, your, uh, your gunas, your qualities. Who, you who have incarnated for the good of all. Hita avatarasya. Yeah. You've taken an avatar. Why? In order to do good. Hita means to do good to the world, right? So why? So you are. Inf- you, you cannot be known. Yet you've become. You've taken incarnation, right? You're like, to count your qualities, oh, the soul of all qualities. You've take. have taken incarnation in, as a person just to do good to the world. Is like geniuses, extraordinary people, right? for all eternity right counting uh, it says bo pamsavaha ke mikala du du basanaha the grains of all the grains of sand on the earth all the particles of dust in the air and all the stars in space right so yeah, a genius right <laughs> for all time <laughs> counting all these it's it's to, to describe your glories is like that so exactly saying this same is like to try to to know you hmm. through knowledge. It's impo- you are infinite. I mean, you're. Uh, it's, it's like that. You think that's a, even the smartest. Even nowadays, maybe with proper al- algorithms and supercomputer, it's <laughs> still possible. I'm sure <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> the God particle has been found. We're getting very close. You know, close the gap. <laughs> the gap is yeah. The, the the God of the gaps will be removed shortly. You know, so, the, uh, uh, so um uh. uh Therefore, depending upon your compassion, enduring the results of. Oh, so this is the, the whenever you have a therefore, therefore is a great that means like a, there's a conclusion of a little subsection. All this that we described. Don't try to know, just try to lo- try to try to love. Dedicate your life, heart, so you can you can know the absolute that can be known, but very difficult. Will uh, like counting the stars, counting the, the dust. Right. What's the therefore? That's the conclusion of this uh, scene. Could, Brahma will continue talking. He'll talk about the mystery of the incarnation. It's very beautiful, actually, thing. But this is his opening. This is his opening realization when he realizes who Krishna is. Right? What's this mystery of, 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 of the infinite One that's become everything? Yet he's bec- he's the infinite One. He's formless. He's become everything, and he's standing there, holding rice. A ball of rice and yogurt in his hand, right. So this is very mysterious, right? We've talked about many times this opening verse of the whole Bhagavatam, Om Bhagavate right? This uh, mantra, the transcendental seed. This is the seed that's become the whole Bhagavatam, right? And and it's good to remember again and again, Om Bhagavate, that we bow to that Lord. Who, who who is that Lord? Vasudevaya Vasudeva means Vasu means pervading everywhere. That Vasudeva, the God that pervades everything, the infinite, uh, uh, universal, uh, infinite being, right? Vasudeva also means the son of Vasu, Vasudeva, right? So it means the son of Vasudeva and Devaki, and by extension Nanda and Yashoda, right? So, so that that's a, so that infinite being who's born as the son of, uh, of of Devaki and Vasudeva. Right, so it's both the, 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 the non dual reality and the perceivable world. It's both the non dual, the, the infinite being, and the, incarna- the incarnation. So, this, these ver- and this section will go in, the next verses will go into the mystery of the Avatar, ultimately. And so, this is his, this is his preamble to the mystery of the Avatar how the, how the, uh, the Supreme Reality takes a human form or seems to take a human form. So, anyways, therefore verses, I always say, the, therefore, I, I, I have a term in my own reading called an underlined verse. It from my college days, underlined, important. You're always looking for the word, what you're supposed to like, what, what you can be tested on. <laughs> you know? What you're going to be tested on. The, therefore is an underlined, you know. Uh, like, for instance, in the, in the Gita, it says, he who knows this will not taste death. Right, or, or he knows this, attains the eternal abode. It's like, what, what is it? So you have to go back. What is he referring to? <laughs> and you underline that part. These are the <laughs> underlined verses, right? So this is an underlined verse. Therefore, how should we, with this knowledge, how should we live? Depending upon your compassion, right? We should simply depend. We shouldn't, uh, aren't, we're not, uh, we should, of course, we try to do our best, but ultimately it's by God's grace, God's mercy on us. Depending always upon your compassion. Uh, uh, the smoke, I can't. Between that's okay, I'll get it. Between the smoke and, my, and, my, and, my, and the sun directly in my eyes. What is it? What are, we, what are there for? We're <laughs> gonna like when you get when you have the sheet sheet and you can't see your cheat sheet, you sort, still fail the test.
0: Bunjana evatma kritam kripakat vipakat
2: atmakritam. Yeah, supercut. uh bunjanaha uh, means enduring, endure, tolerate, enduring, or letting them. Like when you endure something, of course it means not try not to react too much and endure something. But also letting, if you endure it, like uh, somebody comes, you not you know you have a guest that won't leave. You know eventually, eventually they'll leave. You know <laughs> like you know like you, even I think eventually you know it's like you, you tolerate for a few days, it'll pass, right? It will. It's a it's a karma. It's a karma that's your own. It's, and it says. This is atmakritam. Uh, these the, the actions we, we should tolerate the things, the results of our own actions, right? We've planted these seeds a long time ago. So with great faith that in, in God's compassion, Daima, oh my goodness, with great faith in God's compassion, simply tolerate the, your karmas that are fructifying, which is called life. Right, our you know where the, we're, we're the, the the things we're going through, good and bad. These are the things we these are seeds, the fruits of the seeds we ourselves have planted in the past, right? In this life or in past life. So we endure those, right? It says, vag, <laughs> With our mind, with our heart, with our vag, uh, our, uh, uh, our speech, and our the uh, bhi, uh, uh, with the body, vidhadum. Namaha te, Namaste. We should bow, right? Uh, uh, with uh, depending on compassion, tolerating our our fine karmas, just with your body, mind, heart, and soul, just just Namaste, just bow, bowing. All we should bow all the time to you, to God, right?
0: Jivato yo muktipade
2: sa daya bhak. Such a person. Us. This is the, 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 the final. If we get if we get the final, we pass the final. Then we have. Uh, uh, we become the. Dhyabak uh, uh, means that we become the heir, the rightful heir, of mukti of liberation, right? So this is that So how do we? So it's like it, with this information, we simply with have faith in, in your compassion, right? Uh, 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 develop our devotion. Uh, 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 bow to you, tolerate whatever karmas are fructifying and just constantly worship you that's that's actually all that needs to be done it's a very big it's a simple thing but a huge thing right? such a being has a right to attain or the to becomes a rightful heir to the state of liberation to attainment of liberation Mukti <inaudible> Dayabhak and then you get the Nando Brahmin here with the blank sheet. My next sheet is, <laughs> <laughs> but so very nice. Uh, uh. Hmm? nice it's, it's, it's 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 but so this becomes the essence of Bhakti Yoga ultimately, because I mean, Sama Shivananda says, oh, we all these statements Bhakti Yoga is easy, right? It's the statement, right? It's like uh, why do something difficult? When you do something easy, and and it's easier to, it's uh to, yeah. Uh, to underst- try to understand God, is to, uh, to understand God's is like counting the grains of sand for all time and the stars of the, spa- in, in the sky, like that. Um, but Swami Sivananda, in his bhakti yoga, and Bhakti and Sankirtan, he says, actually, this is also, it's, we've been a little duped by the bhakti yogis also. That everybody, when you try to sell something, you try to make it sound really good, right, <laughs> this is easy. He says, this is meant to be praise in order to build faith in bhakti yoga, right. And and there's also texts you'll see texts, uh, famous Gana Yoga, yoga texts, that, descri- that describe that, that that you know you can you know as much emotion as you want to put, still, until until delusion goes, until attachment is gone, delusion goes, the self can't be realized. No matter what you think or feel or have faith in, the, the cause of the ignorance has to be removed, and ignorance is only removed by knowledge, right? Darkness, if dar- what we were talking about darkness, what removes darkness? Right. The only thing that removes darkness is the opposite of darkness. That's light. Right? So action can't remove darkness. Emotion can't remove darkness. Devotion can't remove darkness. Right. Only not only light can bring mean, so that you can, you can you can present it er, each thing in that way. Right. So Swami Shivananda says actually all paths are difficult. Right? So to say simply, oh, just just tolerate your karmas and love God. That's the hardest thing in the entire world. That's not an easy thing. It's much easier to try to. Can, I can tell me to do pranayama inside of my head. That's easy, right? Or tell me to analyze between the, between a subject and an object and and, and 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 permanent. And the, I mean, these are all these are things I can do. But so everything has every path is a struggle. If it wasn't, we'd, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and that 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 that's the thing. Swami Vivekananda in his discipleship lecture, he says, "How long does it take?" Is it the twinkling of an eye, right? It's just, you know. And He says the example of like you see a rope as a snake, and then so and then you realize, oh, it's a rope. How long does it take? A second, right? He's like, not to see it, he says, is amazing, right? <laughs> the fact that we should, <laughs> so it's so easy. But re- but the fact that it's so easy and we still don't see it to I me mean, this really hard you know and i, I it's you know somebody is like like look do you see it no I don't I mean and the more they tell you how easy it is to see the more frustrating it is <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that's the case but it's it's a it's a uh, 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 and so would also talk a lot like <laughs> looking for Easter eggs
0: <laughs>
2: they think there may be a few There's Easter eggs left, left. <laughs> <laughs> they could be actually <laughs> <laughs> Usually, comes next summer, we'll find one. We'll still find uh, remnants of from our Easter egg hunt. Easter Bunny makes it hmm? pretty well. What's that? Easter Bunny. Easter Bunny Easter can, bunny can do. We have a pretty talented uh, assistance of the Easter Bunny here. But Thakur talked like this. Well, well, but also Bhakti is. Uh, well, Bhakti. He said that this is a suitable practice for the Kali Yuga, and that that's a major point of Sri Ramakrishna. He says that 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 the path of Gyan. And in Vedantic inquiry, an example of that is like the statement Aham Brahmasmi or Tatsamasi, right? That's the truth. It's a statement of the truth, right? But when we say it, it's not true. Because when we say aham, we don't mean Brahman, we mean bhajrananda or Ananda or Atvara, right? Right. And and we mean the body, we mean the intellect, we mean this and so and, and to say that, Vivekananda, when Takar was training Swami Vivekananda in this knowledge, Swami so, Vivekananda mean, rejected it. We forget. We think Vivekananda hit the world as a as a roaring lion of Vedanta. In the beginning, he would he would he 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 argue with Thakur, This is blasphemy to say "Aham Brahmasmi" is blasphemy. This little tiny person being Brahman, being God, is absurd, right? Because that's not the experience, right? So, Swami Vivekananda, when you say "Aham," and the entire universe comes in your mind, then then that then that's a true statement. So, the danger is that so we, because we in Kali Yuga, it says we're dependent on food. We think we're the body. We're totally identified. Therefore, it's, it's, he says it's actually, it can become unwholesome or something like that, he uses, right? Something like that. It's, um, uh uh it's better, safer, to say, if he says, the ego doesn't go away easily. <laughs> to say, must Maspi doesn't kill the ego. And he gives the example that if you cut down a people tree at its root, you say you cut it very root, and the next day, a little branch of people comes up. But the ego keeps coming up and keeps coming up. So, so if it's going to stay, let it be a devotee. Right, because the, the, uh, and so that's a, a safe position. Right, and then we know the one we worship, the one that we worship, Ma will reveal that she's Brahma she's Brahma Vidya, she's uh, she's uh, she's uh, she's, uh, she's directly Brahman. Right, the one I call the one that's called Brahman in the Upanishads, I call I address as Ma. Right, that same mystery, or here is Krishna. Uh, uh, so it's 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 uh, through devotion, through uh, 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 it's a very safe, can't say safe, it's, it's easy, but not easy. But it's said in the scriptures that in Kali Yuga it's possible, right? That, that that's the the uh, like it says it's even Brahma says it's possible but difficult. So uh, the other paths are also possible but difficult. This is possible and relatively, because also he says by dependent on your mercy we we we're waiting for our liberation, right? That dependent on mercy we talked about earlier today in the conversation, unrelated conversation. Uh, uh, there's a school of Buddhism called Pure Land Buddhism. Exactly, about eighty-five percent of all Buddhists belong to a Pure Land school, right? And it's except, except most Americans never heard of it because that's not what we study, right? And and they Pure Land Buddhism, they Buddha said, "Be your own physician, attain your own salvation, save yourself," right? So that's a great message. That what could be a more uh, illuminating? But how do I save myself in the dark age? Very difficult. Right. And so they also have an idea of Kali Yuga they call the Dharma ending age. It's almost very difficult to follow the Dharma, the Buddhist Dharma. And so there was a saint, I'm forgetting Jesu, I think. We have a statue of him in our garden. Right, who came and he says, No, no, there's there's another there's a Buddha there's a Buddha, ten thousand Buddha lands away. Name Amida. Confirmed. 10,000, that direction, <laughs> in the Western direction. Uh, there's The Buddha, 10,000. And those who chant his name, he's promised, those who chant his name, he will be born in his land. right? And there they can easily practice and attain nirvana. right? So this is different than what the Buddha said. Buddha said, be your own, phys- be your own savior. But if they found there was a need for a savior. <laughs> right? and, be, and, so it says, and so there's a famous statement when I quoted today. It says, This is one out of 10,000 Zen practitioners attain satori. Right, and ten thousand out of ten thousand uh, uh, name reciters attain the Pure Land, because they're depending on somebody else's mercy. Right. So, but, but the mystery of it, if you go and, and Zen and Pure Land are very they're practiced together, which is very interesting. They seem almost opposite, right? Because then they go into it because the, the Amida Buddha is not different from the self or the non-self. Right. Both are the ultimate. They're both are ultimately the same. Right, so the uh, it even the, the uh the praying and calling out to Amida Buddha or here calling out to Krishna and relaying on his mercy, is the same as realization of the of the self. Right? It's the same it's they're not different. Uh, uh, uh this ones makes more sense in the present in our present condition. How do you um, what time is it? six uh, seventeen. We did pretty good. Thank you for your kind attention, the Holy duni. Is there any... Leave an option. Mm-hmm. Any comments or questions, challenges, rejections? <laughs> tell
0: me, tell me. When you're talking
2: about Brahma, mm-hmm.
1: the, is it the same story as how there's four faces of Brahma? Yeah, Hmm.
0: that's the same Brahma. And...
2: The four faces, does it have something to do with what you're saying with the, um, the Gayatri and the... It does, it has to do with the four Vedas, right, and, and once in the four, because he's the creator of the world, so the four is a, is a way of showing like the four cardinal, cardinal points, right, but there's story that he used to have five faces, there's other Brahmas also that have ten faces and a thousand, ten thousand faces in other universes that are creating, so we're, we're, we're considered to have a relatively small universe, <laughs> <laughs> right, our Brahma only has four faces, but, <laughs> but the, uh, but also the the thing because he's with his four faces, he's glor- he's he's chanting the Vedas in the four direction. That's usually how he's seen, right? And the four Vedas, because there's four Vedas also. So the four Vedas in the four direction, and the fifth faith, which was removed by some mysterious lila, is chanting the Upanishads, the, the, the mystical knowledge. Right, um, but the danger in these stories, like in this story, Brahma uh, tries to d- trick Krishna and steal the cows and the, and and and, 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 the, and the and the and the boys, and immediately Krishna replaces them, right? Uh, because when we think uh, uh, somebody has a big head, is a way of calling them egotistical, right? The very, so the head is very much, as, and even like you have Kali holding a head, this is like the killing of the ego, right? And so somebody was four heads. Was potentially very because he's a creative demiurge, you could say. You know, it's like somebody who's given so much power to create universes like that. So it's take himself a little. So he often gets scapegoated in these stories as a symbol of 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 of, of uh, taking himself a little bit seriously. And that's actually one of the stories how he lost his fifth head is he took himself too seriously and said something beyond his. Uh, it's a different story <laughs> for a different, for a different day, uh, but yeah, it's related like this. Even to the story, it's related. Yeah. There, there's a there's a sub story to this story in the Caitanya Charitamrita, another text, right? Uh, where Brahma in the, in this scene, says, I haven't heard this. I haven't heard this story in 27 years, so I won't get it quite quite. I just vaguely remember, vaguely remember, very very vaguely remember the story. Where in the, it's, it's it's elaborated another book that, that elaborates the story <laughs> that during this time that when he realized the cows and bulls were replaced. He was taken to another realm, to uh, to uh, uh, beyond his creation. He said, "What do you mean beyond my creation? I'm I'm the creator. This is the only creation. But there's other creation." And, and he saw another hall where Vishnu was sitting on the throne, right. And there, billions of Brahmas, each one with tens of thousands of heads and helmets, were bowing, and the and the, the sound of as their as their helmets, of tens of millions of of helmets, hit the earth. I mean, the, hit the ground as they're bowing. So he had a realization that, that he thought it was very important, right? And even Brahma is infinitely greater than him. They're they're realizing that the source of their power is only God, right? So it's some story like that. Ma, are tat Anything
0: more? Okay. Jai Thakur, Jai Ma.